the last day we trekked uh, 30 miles in 18 hours because we had to get back. And we, we got back to the, the church in this village and we fell to the ground for two reasons. We were, we were excited to f- be done with the trek, but we knew we would never regret the day we gave 250 Himalayan folk the fir- for the first time the word of God. And we saw two men give their lives to the Lord uh, in this high, high Himalayan village. And um, it changed our lives to the point where we don't think about it until we're there again in terms of how hard it was uh, because the joy of seeing people meet Jesus and hear his name for the first time. Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. St. Ignatius said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you, you can do the same. Let's get rolling. Hey, before we get into the episode, I want to share new resources that the Kindling Fire has developed for you. God intends for you to not just survive in this life and get by. He wants you to thrive. I created an e-course called Rekindle the Fire. There are three sections that talk about how to rekindle the fire back in your life that you know that you have lost. How to strike the match. What really transforms someone from, from a life of desperation to thriving and singing the song they were made to sing. And how to fan the flame and put practices in their life that really allow them to become transformed. Click below to find out more about Rekindling the Fire eCourse. To sign up for the Rekindle the Fire eCourse, go to thekindlingfire.com. Uh, so today on the Kindling Fire, I have the privilege of having Blake Castile on the show. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome. We are on the YWAM base. Uh, we've just been uh, in Ohana Court, which if you have no idea, we're, we're in Kona. Ohana Court's a big gathering, and uh, we were able to steal away some time and uh, to have this conversation. So I'm super, I've been, I've been trying to get Blake on the show for a little while, and it's just worked out tonight. So the reason I'm excited to talk to you is that um, you're doing something called Respect the Corners, mm-hmm. and we'll get into the name, but it is a, um, forgive the term, but it's in my, it's innovative. It's mm-hmm. it's create, it's out of the box, um, and uh, even though you work in a box, <laughs> it's out of the box as far as what it is and how God is using it. So can you just do a quick explanation of what is Respect the Corners? Yes, uh, Respect the Corners is a, um, functional fitness movement that we use to establish community here in the on the YWAM campus and to train missionaries in fitness and in health. But then also uh, we um, train coaches. Um, our, our sole purpose as a, uh, a ministry, a move, I like to call it a movement, I really, it's a, a prophetic word over RTC is that this yeah. is a movement in sports and in fitness. Um, our, our, our goal is to, um, and what we have done is established an avenue to train and send 
coaches slash long-term missionaries into the uh, nations with credential, with um, a direct opportunity, a job in in these nations at CrossFit gyms and at functional fitness gyms, and um, and and our whole goal with respect to corners is to to see these coaches develop not as not just really good trainers of, of movement, not just good um, at cheering people along, which we love and we believe yeah. in, and that 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 encourages people to do things that they maybe thought they could never do, but really to train up people that are are number one longing to glorify the Lord with their lives in every way, desiring to see Him glorified through their lives, in their lives, in the quiet place, and in the in the in their gyms, and number two to uh, to take the gospel um, from that over overflowing from their lives into those places. So let's talk about the name. Of course. All right. So uh, where did the name come from? Um, this is a little bit of a story yeah, uh, behind great. that. Yeah, okay. Great. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, well, I um, I grew up playing. Uh, I'm from Oklahoma, uh, and I grew up playing football um, from uh, from sixth grade, um, just the beginning of junior high, and had a major passion for um, specifically the Oklahoma Sooners, but football uh, in general. And I had a goal in my life to be the best, shortest guy have football you know uh, I'm only five foot seven and that's not beneficial for most football um, players or athletes in general but um anyways I uh, I had I had coaches that were major influencers in my life men that um, you know knew my family situation knew that I had a broken family and knew that um, there was a calling on my life and these men would provoke me to, to hold um, the line in, in, in leading these teams and to, to just to fast forward a little bit we started um, um, Respect the Corners started in my garage just to in hopes to start discipling guys because I didn't know how to sit down over uh, a coffee and talk about um, our hearts and our lives. I didn't. I had no idea how to sit and listen to your story. I, I, I so love that right yeah. now because most guys feel that way and there's so much of Christian processing that is that yeah. it's just like look at the picture I drew and what kind of you know specialty coffee you drink yeah no, and <laughs> I, and the, please, I get it yeah please hear my heart I don't I don't if you if anyone's look, like I'm that God bless guys. them I'm laughing so yeah it's good. okay good well, I uh, I just I just never knew how to do um, friendship let alone relationship with with yeah. other guys you know and um, and so. So um, I started doing some workouts in my garage and realized like my couple of buddies started coming over, um, Andy and my buddy Tiger, and we were becoming best friends over a matter of a month or so. And I wonder if I can invite these these guys from uh, from the leadership track that I was leading here on campus uh, in Kona and see what the Lord does with our relationships, will the Lord build friendship. And so I just said, hey, guys, let's start working on my house uh, three days a week, and let's all pay 20 bucks a month, and let's buy some equipment and start getting more fit. And what began to happen was these guys, it started out with five guys, and then all of a sudden it was 10 guys, and then the, the next month it was 20 guys, and it started to multiply at such a rate. My wife walks out and looks directly at me, and is, I almost, I, I think she even, like, just moved her mouth a little bit. I could tell what she was saying, and she wasn't necessarily saying something directly to me. She was just stunned to all of a sudden see 20 guys in our garage doing burpees and push-ups and air squats and running. And, and um, But a really long story short, that it, it began to transform all of our lives because we were starting to be held to a higher integrity. Because of these workouts, I would, I would be like, all right, guys, just so you know, 
I'm not going to do any fitness unless I've been with the Lord today. Right? I'm not going to do any fitness with you guys unless I've been in my prayer, in, in my word, and in the word, and yeah. in prayer. And I'm not going to do any fitness unless I've told my wife and my kids how proud I am to be married to them and how much I love them. Because I believe it's more important that I do those things in my life, in my family's life, more than I come out here and worry about my own my yeah. own body and my own, uh, and even in this setting of, of discipleship. And, and what began to happen was like, okay, have you guys read your word today? And it began to be this thing where we'd be like, all right, guys, we're getting the word because we want to do this fitness stuff in the, in, at Blake's house later. And it started to provoke all these guys to prayer for each other in their own lives, being um, studying the word and being mindful of what the word says in their lives and begin to establish some integrity. And all of a sudden I realized that the parallels of the spiritual and the physical weren't just par- parallels. It was beginning to really, it was walking it out together and seeing the each one transform each one. The, the, the fitness world, realm transform the spiritual realm because we want this one, the spiritual realm to be so strong and so intimate with the Lord and so um, healthy and then that provokes the physical and um, and so workouts started getting too big for my house and, and now thing, where where is this here in Kona yes or, here, okay. here in Kona I lived about five minutes away from campus and thank God I lived on a cul-de-sac and <laughs> Thank God my, my neighbors would forgive me when I repented to them for us being so loud. Uh, just, you guys get so excited and cheering on each other. But um, the campus, uh, we, I, I just came to the, a couple of campus leaders. and like, we, we start, I've started this thing at my house. A buddy of mine and I are running it. It's really working in the area of discipleship. It's provoking these men to holiness and purity and to hunger in the word and, and to praying for their future wives. And, and um is there anywhere on campus that we can start to do this? And they said they'd look around, and they did. And so we actually started doing some workouts in the Ohana Court, um, which is our, our gathering facility here on campus. And I, just being a sports guy, I, I, I gathered everybody for, before the workouts, and I put a chair in the corner of the basketball court, and I said, listen, when we run this run, all of us go around the corner because I measured it out that the, there's a certain amount of laps to equal a certain distance for the, for the workout. Yeah. And I said, if you round these corners, you will not get the workout you're meant to get. Therefore, you're not holding to the integrity that you're meant to hold to. And every coach in my life said, you know, son, if you, if you cut these corners, you'll cut opportunity to learn um, in, from your life. And, and then also the consequences when we, when we do cut corners, it, there's, there's always a repercussion of lacking integrity. And so... Um, because a lot of football coaches, baseball coaches, basketball coaches say everybody run five laps before practice. And if they saw any coach, any good coach that saw you cut a corner, there would be because you can't cut corners in the games. You can't cut corners because your team relies on you. Yep. And any co- coach that would see that, they would say there would be a consequence. All right, 10 sprints. And it would always be something worse. Yeah. Or if you just do it right the first time and run those laps the first time. And so as I said that, I gave that explanation, um, and one of the guys just in the crowd looks, looks up, and he's like, yeah, 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 uh, respect the corners. And I looked, I remember Andy, being, Andy Bird being right there, and I look, and I see Andy's face, and he gives me this nod of, wait a second, what was just said? Like this, there was something that stuck. And from that day on, we, we realized that we were going to be men um, that held the corners no matter what the cost, that held to integrity no matter the cost. And over the time, we were a couple of months after, we began to pray, Lord, Lord if we're going to call ourselves respect the corners, we've got to know what our corners are. And through prayer, the Lord spoke to us, obviously, integrity, um, and then faith and family, and then extravagant love. 
And those are four characteristics, amongst others, that Jesus never deviated from because we want to be men after his heart and um, men that look like him. Not just accept what the world is doing, but really being a shift to make to bring the world more to a knowledge of Christ, right? Yeah. And what we saw happen was was men's lives being provoked, and it was almost as if guys would come in, um, in into the class, or you know, they finish the workouts because the workouts would push us so hard yeah. into physical, like the, it, we almost in despair at times. Just didn't even know we're gonna make it through these workouts, but it made us um, realize realize that there's something more even though something's hard there's something more when you actually get through it and get past it and and the freedom that comes you know when you finish these workouts after 20 minutes or after 10 whatever it might have been you're like okay I'm done it was super painful but there's something on the other side and you know you've overcome that workout and it was almost as if guys began to realize like they couldn't wait to confess sins because they wanted freedom more than they wanted that gnarliness of that workout and in the midst of these workouts guys would just realize like man you know two weeks ago i looked at this or three weeks ago i was dishonest about this or two two years ago i i had this in my life and just it began to stir such a hunger for freedom in all of our lives to, even to the point where I, re- I began to realize man I got junk in my life I can't be the only one <laughs> confessing this or not confessing this We're, I'm yeah. leading guys into their breakthroughs but and then even three four years into Respect the Corners I was still realizing wow I, this is stuff that needs to be dealt with so uh, let's talk about um, how what you've seen the Lord do to sort of um, as teams have gone out. Because you actually will take trainers and then send them out, right? Correct. Yeah, so talk a little bit about that, about, you know, uh, what that's what's that looked like, you know? Absolutely. Um, about two and a half years ago, we sent out our first two coaches um, uh, into uh, uh, the Middle East. And um, it was... Uh, it was mind-boggling how little we knew. Um, we had trained them the best we could, but we realized there's such an uh, in-depth training that has to happen. Of course, in their coaching ability to be able to get um, people from A to B and further on to Z for some, um, and everybody has their Z. Everybody gets to where they could, really, you know, the, the the pinnacle of their fitness. Yeah. But you can actually stay there and 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 um, and, and maintain that fitness, but. We realized like we didn't go deep with these deep enough with these guys in the areas of um, some character stuff and mm. in areas of uh, even some holiness stuff and uh, the prayer life, the intimacy with the Lord, which is really what keeps things burning. And 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 as those things are lost, then the importance of the souls in front of you um, lessen. Yeah. And so over time, you know, things have 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 um, matured in our in our development of coaches. Uh, we call them RTC professionals. The 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 the, the person that that we believe is meant to be sent out, um, being spiritually set, and walking in holiness, walking yeah. in repentance, but then being an amazing coach. And so we just realized over time um, that um, there were job opportunities in these nations that were basically calling for American coaches and. You know, CrossFit was a, is still a rapidly growing sport slash business. Um, it's a it's a um, it's taking over in a, in a good way in a lot of ways, um, taking over the the fitness industry. The main reason is because people want community, and we realize that there's there's um, 
there's the perfect opportunity for a missionary. Yeah, absolutely. When you go in and you take somebody that, that you, they might not know your name, they might not care who you are, but if you help them get from uh, somewhere that, you know, we'll say A again, and they get to B and they realize that you did that with love and you did that with a genuineness that they've never experienced, that begins to establish something in their hearts that they want to know more from you. And over time, and really not that long of time, they begin to want to know you. And, and so we began to see um, our guys in, in, in these countries. There's been, there's been workers over in those countries for, you know, a decade, 15 years, and they'd never been invited to a wedding. They'd never been invited to, some of them, to houses to eat dinner, dinners. All of these guys that we have in this part of the world are invited to cousins' weddings. They're over to parents' house because of the relational impact that this fitness dynamic brings into, the coaching dynamic brings into these guys' lives in this and part this of the world. And this is in the Middle East? Middle East. Wow. Yeah, so we have, um, we have four coaches in the Middle East now, um, and then uh, we have uh, six or seven in other parts of the world. Um, and, but these guys in the Middle East have the most favor on their lives from the people in, in that part in the Middle East, yeah. uh, in these countries. And then they have the most, um, the, the beginnings, the blooming of fruit. Yeah, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I overheard um, a story about you, uh, some of the year guys, RTC guys, uh, hiking, like mm-hmm. hard, hard hiking into to bring Bibles and, and the gospel into unreached areas. Himalayas. Yeah, so can you tell me a little oh, bit course. about that? Uh, I'm just, in so many ways, like I long to be back in that, in, in the Himalayas, trekking Bibles to people that have never heard, let alone read, let alone thought of the Word of God. About four years ago, I had the privilege of going to the Himalayas with um, some really close friends, Andy Bird, Johnny Gillespie, uh, Tiger, Dax, these guys that were just, uh, Andy's dad went, Vernon, these, these, these amazing men, just great, great friends of mine. And um, we, had, uh, we had discussed trekking some Bibles to a village that was about a seven-hour trek. We had to go over um, about a 10,000-foot um, uh, um, pass. And, um, and so some stuff fell through for myself and Tiger in, in, um, in, this, in this, one of these countries. And so we ended up going on this trek. I wasn't really pumped about it. Um, I wasn't even thinking about the fact that I was going to use my fitness I had been training up to put these Bibles on my back and trek them in this um, remote, um, to these remote villages in the Himalayas. But we just decided to go and do it, and we're laughing, we're having fun, you know, and we're, you know, we're getting out trekked by these uh, little little Himalayan women in, in uh, flip flops, and we're like, <laughs> our feet are hurting in the trekking hiking boots we have on, and I'll never forget we we go over this pass and we start to walk down. We were looking back, and one of my buddies was starting to feel really altitude sick, and and I turned around, and I rounded this little curve, and I look, and there were six homes, and to this day. I'll never forget it because what happened, the Lord provoked my heart because this trip cost two or $3,000. And it, it, it cost me some physical strength and exertion. Yeah. And I will never forget the Lord said to me, this, I considered this the, the cost of the cross. Going, these six homes, these six homes were worth it when I was on the cross dying for them. And you're now a bearer of good news to these six homes. 
And I, I walked, I tracked with a different attitude from that point on because I realized the heart of the Lord. How could they get involved in, with what you got going on with yeah. uh, respected corners? Yeah, absolutely. I would encourage, um, I'm going to take that as two questions right yeah, there, if is. that's okay. <laughs> yeah. um, there's those of you that would be listening to this that, that you've had um, an unction on your heart to do something and it's outside the box. It's outside of, it w- doesn't make sense. And I just would say to you, Jesus coming as a baby didn't make sense, mm. but it changed it changed the history of the world and not that this is the same, but it's, it's things that the Lord's putting things on some of our hearts that don't make sense to maybe some churches, maybe some of your pastors, maybe some of your spouses, but the Lord wants to provoke you to do it the right way and show you how to do it the right way. So it's honoring, but it it reaches its potential, um, in reaching the lost. Everything we, we do must be to know God and to make him known, it must be completing toward the the giving the effort towards com- being a part of completing the great commission, yeah. um, and and being the laborers that Jesus called for in in Matthew nine and 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 so I would just say that to those of you who are maybe have that that idea and you think it's so silly it could be it could be anything a crocheting club it could be an <laughs> art club it could be an archery um, store I don't know what it is but I would just say. Do it with everything that you have and make sure that you're loving people rightly and, and honoring the Lord in it. And, and um, that's what I would say to that. And then the second part, um, if, if, if there are any of you that would be listening to this that, that love sports and love fitness and, and are wondering how you could make an impact in, in maybe your, your city, uh, your small town in North Carolina, wherever it is, <laughs> yeah. um, I would just... I would, um, just encourage you to look at our, our website, respectthecorners.com and ask the Lord, like, Lord, am I, could I be a coach? Could I, could I coach young kids? Could I coach teenagers? Could I coach adults in CrossFit or in functional fitness? Lord, do you, do you want me to go to the Middle East? Like these other guys that we're speaking of. And, and I would, I think the Lord's going to put a prompting on, especially when we look at the most influential people in the world are athletes. And if we really, as believers, as the body of Christ, begin to step into the spheres of society, sports and entertainment being one of those, and begin to bring a shift, not being shifted by, not being um, swayed by, but bringing the shift to these spheres, I believe we'll see future um, Lionel Messi's, future, future Michael Jordan's, future um, CrossFit athletes that look back and, and look to us as the turning points in their lives where they begin to d- declare Jesus Christ is Lord. And I, I think we'll see a massive sports movement led by a bunch of us people that are coaches that nobody will ever remember except those athletes. And we went in and we shifted their lives towards Jesus. That's awesome. Hey, thank you so much for making time. Uh, so we didn't mention your family. I know you had, uh, you have how many kids? I have five children <laughs> and one amazing wife. Yeah. And how long have you been married? I've been married for 10 years. My wife was, um, we met at The Call 2007 in Nashville. Um, I was just saved. My wife was one of the people interceding on their faces every night at Night Watch with Lou Engel. And I thought those people were crazy. But um, my, wife, my wife then was a single mother. And the Lord, uh, she was actually the first person I saw when I got out of the car when I arrived in Nashville. And I looked at her and thought she's 
one of the most beautiful women I'd ever seen. I kid you not. And over the course of the next two months, we became great friends. And um, she was a mother of an 18-month-old little girl at the time named Shiloh Grace. And um, 18 months later, we got married. <laughs> and uh, um, since we've had uh, four children, we have three um, that are with the Lord already. Uh, we've lost three, but the joy is is that each one we've lost, there's been another one come right after that we wouldn't have if we hadn't lost yeah. uh, those other ones. And so we have an amazing family filled with joy and we're learning and it's amazing. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, man. Troy, thank it's been you. Awesome. I appreciate it. If you've been encouraged and inspired by the show and you would like to know what else we've got going on, go to thekindlingfire.com. There you can join the Fire Starters, which is a Facebook Messenger community I let know first anytime I do anything. You can also get a book there called you can certainly do it, that I've written to really encourage you to take your first steps to really start the small fire that God's starting in your life. Uh, In addition to that, you can sign up for the seven-day Bible devotional, Become a Sign and Wonder. And as always, be awesome. Hey, if you like the podcast and you want to show us some love, we're on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. Uh, go follow us there, and I put some cool stuff in the Insta stories, and uh, it would be cool to interact with you there. So just a reminder, follow us on Instagram, and be awesome.